This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Salesman Podcast, hosted by Will Barron and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Look, if you work in sales, want to learn how to sell, and frankly, who doesn't, check out the Salesman Podcast, where host Will Barron helps sales professionals learn how to find buyers and win big business in effective and ethical ways. And if you want to start someplace, I recommend the four-step process to influencing buying decisions. Listen to the Salesman Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and I'm going to do a solo show today. It's actually been a while, but I want to cover a topic that is very high on a lot of business owners' minds. And that's the idea of recruitment retention of internal team members, internal customers, whatever you want to call them, employees, staff, team members. This has been a really hot topic of the last year, and I think it's not going away. There's a lot of pressure for a lot of reasons on this. So I want to talk about it as the subject that it is. Obviously, it, it turns into a production issue or fulfillment or capacity issue for a lot of organizations. But it's really a marketing problem, or at least can be solved, I think, with a marketing solution. So that's what I'm going to present. Hey, I also wanted to let you know that I have been working very hard on a unique marketing strategy assessment. A lot of people have these uh, marketing assessments out there that, that really are just measuring your tactic approach, what you're using, what you're doing. I've created something that really is heart and soul to the idea of strategy before tactics, marketing as a system, and I'd love for you to check it out. Uh, the URL is marketingassessment.co, not com. Co. So it's marketingassessment.co. Go on over there and uh, check it out. To go through it takes about, I don't know, five minutes to answer the 20 questions. And, and the report that you get at the end of it, frankly, is is enough gold <laughs> to to have you actually uh, improve or find areas of, for improvement in your, in your marketing strategy. So uh, check it out, marketingassessment.co. All right, so let's talk today about rethinking the recruitment journey. You know, one of the things that I think that certainly I've said this many times to anyone that will listen, one of the things that I think the pandemic and a great deal of what went on with the, the chaos of the last couple of years is that, you know, a lot of businesses do pretty well in good times just by being in the right place at the right time. A lot of businesses during the pandemic learned that, but boy, in tough times, growth comes from being important in the lives of your customers and your employees. And it's a constant uh, battle. It's constant shifting. There's the leverage changes. You know, so t today we work with a lot of folks that are saying, "Hey, I don't need more customers. I need more people." So the leverage is, in many cases, is has gone squarely to the employee. And I think that changing dynamic, I think, does have a tendency to allow people or or to get people in the habit of thinking, "Oh, this is just a vending machine approach. Need more customers? Put some money in, run some ads, run a funnel, and create more." customers. Oh, need more employees? Just go run some ads, go to the job boards, put in some money and voila, pops out some new employees. And I want to share, I'm going to rifle through them pretty quickly, a few statistics that should shed some light on how we have to be thinking about this in a much different way than the vending machine or the funnel approach. 
apparently less than 15% of the people or of, of every job that's advertised on those job boards, you know, Monster, Indeed, et cetera, gets filled by candidates who actually apply through the job board. So we're spending a whole bunch of money there and it's not really producing the results. 50% of candidates say they wouldn't work for a company with a bad reputation, even for a pay increase. It's true of customers coming to us. Why wouldn't it be true, of course, of employees as well? 79% of candidates use social media in their job search. We have to be where they are. That's that's true, again, for customers, as, certainly as much as it is for staff. 92% of consumers will visit a brand's website for the first time for reasons other than making a purchase. Guess who is visiting your website for reasons other than making a purchase? People you might hire or you might want to hire. 71% of employees say that they would accept a pay cut for a better working experience. The flip side of that is I know I've paid more for a product or a service when I got or was expecting to get a better experience. I think it's just the flip side of that exact same thing. 89% of employers think employees leave for more money. That's why everybody defaults to more money. That's why everybody defaults to lowering their prices when uh, they're trying to attract new customers. It's Again, it's the flip side of the exact same thing. But according to a very large Gallup poll, only 12% of employees actually leave for money. And I think the thing that the point that I'm really trying to drive home here, in fact, if you're really in a hurry, just take note of this idea and uh, and you'll have the essence of where I'm going to go with this. Uh, today people really aren't candidates or consumers. They're both. There's no distinction. I mean, people are just people. So the vending machine approach of just put money in and get more customers, put money in, get more employees, lower prices, you know, advertise bonuses, you know, for getting employees. I mean, that that approach will draw some people, I suppose, to you. But, you know, people who come to you for a price increase or a price decrease or employees that come to you because they get a dollar or two more an hour are going to leave for the exact same reason. So when I talk about the customer journey and the employee journey or how somebody uh, comes to, to to join an organization, it, it it's really, in a lot of ways, it's not even a marketing issue. It, it is a strategy issue that I think can be solved with a marketing approach. So here's the three steps for creating the perfect recruitment strategy. First one is to know who you're trying to recruit. And I know everybody says that, but what people forget to say is that you probably already have some ideal employees in your organization. Just like I talk about narrowing your focus to the top 20% of your customers, look at your team. You can do the same thing. What is it about your highest performing uh, folks, the people that thrive in your organization? What is it about them that you need to understand? What behavior, what characteristics, what objectives? What problem can you promise to solve as an organization? That's always been true from a, an attraction standpoint for a, a differentiator for your customers. It's going to be true certainly for employees. So how can you create an end-to-end customer journey. Think in terms of employee recruitment pipeline. It's something that doesn't, it isn't meant to be an event. Oh, I have a position to fill. We need to do X. That's what gets people in, in the mindset of, oh, I have to offer more money. That's the only way to get more people. Or I have to spend more money on the job boards. That's the only way to get more people. It has to be something that becomes part of the DNA of, of all of your marketing. So look to your current employees. And I'm going to give you four questions 
and you might come back to this uh, part of the recording. I'm going to give you four questions if you need to write these down to, to try to either think about or even even ask your employees. Sometimes asking is tough because it's the boss ask, asking and it's like, is my answer really going to, is it going to be used for good or for bad? But here are your questions to ponder. What does their current work-life situation look like? You'll find that they probably have certain goals or in a certain point in their life, they, they you know, have certain values. Now, that doesn't. I, this is not an appeal to say everybody in your organization needs to think and look alike. It's just that there are going to be certain situations that I think might be keys or might be signals to you know what you're looking for or, or at least what you start promoting. If you find that many uh, folks in your organization enjoy a certain type of work or a certain type of environment they excel in, then you want to start talking about that. that that's what we do here. All right, second question. What do they enjoy? What frustrates them? In what work environment do they excel, number three? And number four, what factors were involved in them making a decision to come to your organization? If you could start to understand, it doesn't mean you have to have all the answers, but if you can start to at least think about the answers to those questions, you're going to have a better idea of the message you need to take out there to the world and start talking about why your place is a great place to work. And speaking of that, one of the greatest marketing messages, this is to attract customers, is to talk about your people, is to talk about how exceptional your place is to be an employee. In fact, we've actually moved many of the marketing messages to be, you know, for example, a remodeling contractor. Our people make your remodeling experience exceptional. That is a very positive, attractive message for the people that want to remodel their kitchen because maybe they've worked with not such so exceptional people. But it's also a great message for the potential employee. You're leading talking about the fact that your people are exceptional. Hey, I want to work there. Now also, don't forget, as I've reminded you many times, don't forget about Google reviews. If you're getting some amount of Google reviews, pour over those word for word. First off, what you're probably going to see is that if your people are truly exceptional, your customers are going to be noting that. They're going to be actually naming them by name. In fact, they might not even name your company, but they might name somebody who works at your company. So start understanding what they say about your people, about the experience that they're having. Those are some real cues to what maybe you ought to be saying, the promise that you ought to start making uh, to, to demonstrate that you can get, deliver a better experience. You know, customers don't actually change companies. I mean, I don't think we want to jump around and say, well, that didn't work out, or maybe it did work out, but I'm going to go look for a new one. Uh, I think we want to stay with companies. And so we don't really leave them. We leave the experience that we're having with them. And now let's hear from our sponsor. Look, if you're tired of slowing down your teams with clunky software processes and marketing that is difficult to scale, HubSpot is here to help you and your business grow better. With collaboration tools and built-in SEO optimizations, a HubSpot CRM platform is tailor-made to help you scale your marketing with ease. Integrated calendars, tasks, and commenting help hybrid teams stay connected while automated SEO recommendations intuitively optimize your web page content for increased organic traffic. Ditch the difficult and dial up your marketing with tools that are easy to use and easy to scale. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. All right, the third component of this strategy idea is, that, is 
is to think about this end-to-end journey. You know, a lot of hand-wringing these days about all the things that have changed in, in, in marketing and in business. But, you know, I think the thing that doesn't get talked about enough, the thing that's changed the most is how people choose to become customers and employees. They have so many options today and how they decide on the company that they're going to, to hire is, is all about the research that they do and they go out there and, and in a lot of ways are making a decision you know, before we even know that they're looking at our organization. And this, this is certainly true of somebody coming to be hired at, as an employee. So we have to think about the marketing hourglass as we apply it to the employee journey. And so uh, as a reminder, I know I talk about this all the time, but the marketing hourglass for us is has seven stages. They are no like, trust, try, buy, repeat, and refer. And so what I'm asking you to consider is what is what are you doing to intentionally guide somebody to come to know about you and, and start to think, hey, this is a place I might want to work. But then as they start to dig in, you know, what message are they seeing as in terms of a story? Are they, are they connecting with your values? Who do they meet first? Is it easy to find out more information? It, it floors me how often people will have a, hey, come, you know, we're hiring. And then you click on a button. And before you ever find anything out about the company, you have a, a five and a half page application to, to fill out. That's like going from, hey, you know about us, now I wanna buy, you wanna buy. And you know, skipping the steps of trust building that, that really make you the obvious choice. Obviously reviews, employee stories, your values and actions, mentions in the media, those are all things that are part of the employee journey today. And in fact, as I started to say, I think the, the beauty of this idea of branding your organization is a great place to work is it's a killer marketing message. I mean, how could that possibly be a negative for anybody who wants to hire you or, or buy your products and services? So promoting uh, part of your content strategy ought to be, in fact, a huge part of your content strategy ought to be to promote things that your employees, your team members are doing, how they're advancing, the fun that you're having at your organization. I mean, these are things that go, in many cases, in the early part of the journey, they go a lot farther than the benefits that I'm going to actually receive because I think people uh, more and more are, are leaving organizations, maybe even for pay cuts or, or certainly not staying at organizations because the 401k is great or the bonus is great. If the environment is not great, if the experience of being an employee there is not great, then none of that really matters. So then if we slip over to the try and buy and, and, and obviously substitute hire for buy, if you like. It's not a real stretch in my mind. So the try process, what, what is that application process look like? The phone screening, you know, so many, and again, what happens is a lot of organizations don't have an HR department, don't have a professional who's charged with the hiring experience. It's the manager or the VP of something that actually has another job. And this is just something they are doing. And so the follow-up and the experience and, you know, once they come on board, the onboarding, the who, who their manager is, you know, how they interact with current employees. I mean, all of that, their training plan that's laid out. The statistics are pretty crazy about when people leave organizations within the first 90 days. It's because there was, there was no onboarding. It's true of customers. You know, you've heard me talk about Joey Coleman's great book, How to Keep, I can't remember now the title, but How to Keep an Employee 
No, how to keep a customer for life, although he is actually working on the employee one too, he tells me. But the idea behind it is make the first 90 to 100 days an amazing experience and you will not have the turnover that many organizations experience today. And speaking of that, you know, just like keeping customers is, is a far better way to grow a business, keeping your employees is a far better way to grow, not just your team, but your organization. You know, the number one uh, reason people are citing now for leaving organizations is a lack of respect, a lack of a growth path or any kind of personal development. I mean, pay and benefits certainly shows up on the list, but it's way down <laughs> from things like respect and, and personal development. And then finally, refer. I work with a lot of organizations that have happy happy employees and happy customers, and, and we always scratch our heads thinking, well, why aren't they referring us? And most of the time, it just comes down to the process. The you know, it's almost with, with employees. A lot of organizations almost treat it like uh, you know an expectation, a part of the job. You know, they offer a bonus, so it just becomes part of the pay. But the biggest reason people don't make recommendations or referrals, both as customers and employees, is they don't understand or worse, don't trust the process. Maybe the hiring process for them was kind of wonky. Hey, they like being there now, but the uh, the process itself was a little bit stressful. Do they want to put their friend or, or neighbor you know, through that kind of thing? And last thing about retention, people don't change jobs. I mean, they change bosses. So the, again, a lot of it has to do with the experience that they are having, you know, maybe with the person they're directly reporting to and not necessarily with the organization. I've been running recruiting ads, skilled labor positions for a number of years, and we test different headlines and different approaches. And the number one recruiting ad for the past two years simply just says respect with a question mark. You know, do you feel like a respected member uh, of a team in your current uh, position? And it beats everything else we try, you know, time and time again, because that is the, the that is what's missing for a lot of people in the uh, positions. And I don't care what type of job it is. I think that's uh, the piece that's really missing. So think in terms of this idea of the marketing hourglass and, and applying that journey to the recruiting process, intentionally helping move people through the stages of no like, trust, try, hire, retain, and refer. All right, that's it for me today. Um, again, I wanted to remind you to check out the new assessment that uh, I built. It is a marketing strategy assessment. You can find it at marketingassessment.co, not .com, marketingassessment.co. All right, take care. All right, so that wraps up another episode. I want to thank you so much for tuning in, and you know we love those reviews and comments, and just generally tell me what you think. Also, did you know that you could offer the duct tape marketing system, our system, to your clients and build a complete marketing, consulting, coaching business, or maybe level up an agency with some additional services? That's right. Check out the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that Offer Our System to Your Clients tab.